0: Thank you for tuning in to this audio-only podcast presentation. This is week 83 of the Lindall Letter publication. A new edition arrives every Friday. This week, the topic under consideration for the Lindahl Letter is Machine Learning Approaches. This is part 4 of 8 of the Machine Learning Syllabus Series. During the last lecture, we jumped in and looked at 10 machine learning algorithms. This week, the content contained within this lecture will cover, from a machine learning perspective, reinforcement learning, and three types of supervised learning. Those types of supervised learning will include the general use case of supervised learning, unsupervised learning, and the super-interesting semi-supervised learning. Like the model for consideration used in the last lecture, I'll cover the topics in general and provide links to papers covering the topics to allow people looking for a higher degree of depth to dive deeper into academic papers to achieve that goal. My general preference here is to find academic papers that are both readable and are generally available for you to actually read with very low friction. Within the machine learning and artificial intelligence space, a lot of papers are generally available, and that is a great, that is great for literature reviews and generally for scholarly work and practitioners working to implement the technology. My perspective is that a mix between those two worlds, which could be defined as a pracademic view of things. All right, here we go. Reinforcement learning. Welcome to the world of machine learning. This is probably the first approach you're going to learn about in your journey. That's right. It's time to consider for a brief moment, the world of reinforcement learning. You're probably going to need to start to create some intelligent agents and you will want to figure out how to maximize the reward those agents could get. One method of achieving that result is called reinforcement learning. A lot of really great tutorials exist to try to explain this topic and one of those I enjoyed was from Towards Data Science back in 2018. The nuts and bolts of this one involve trial and error with an intelligent agent trying to learn from mistakes using a maximization of reward function to avoid going down paths that don't offer greater reward. The key takeaway here is that during the course of executing a model or algorithm, a maximization function based on reward has to be in place to literally reinforce maximization during learning. I'm sharing references and links to four academic papers in this topic to help you dig into reinforcement learning with a bit of depth, if you feel so inclined. Those include reinforcement learning from a survey from the Journal of Artificial Intelligence back in 1996, introduction to reinforcement learning from 1998, Algorithms for reinforcement learning from synthesis lectures on artificial intelligence and machine learning in 2010, and playing Atari with deep reinforcement learning from 2013. Supervised learning. You knew it would only be a matter of time before we went out to some content from our friends over at IBM. They note within a world where you have some labeled data sets and are training an algorithm to engage in classification or perhaps regression, but probably classification. In some ways, the supervised element here is the labeling and guiding of the classification. Outside of some, somebody or a lot of people sitting and labeling training data, the supervision is not from somebody outright sitting and watching the machine learning model run step by step. Some ethical considerations need to be taken into account at this point. A lot of people have worked to engage in data labeling. A ton of services exist to help bring people together to help do this type of work. Back in 2018, Maximilian Gantz published a piece in Taurus Data Science that that talked about the invisible workers that are doing all the labeling in large curated data sets. Within the world of supervised learning, being able to get high-quality labeled data really impacts the ability to make solid models. It's our ethical duty as researchers to consider what the work involves and who is doing that work. Another article in the MIT Technology Review back in 2020 covered the idea of how gig workers are powering a lot of this labeling. The first academic article linked below, with Saf Savage as a co-author, will cover the same topic, and you should consider giving it a read to better understand how machine learning is built from data set to model. After that article. The next two are general academic articles about predicting good probabilities and empirical comparisons to help ground your understanding of supervised learning. The first article there is a data-driven analysis of workers' earnings on Amazon Mechanical Turk in the Proceedings of 2018 Chicago Conference on Human Factors and Computing. The second one is Predicting Good Probabilities with Supervised Learning in the Proceedings of the 22nd International Conference on Machine Learning. Third is from 2006, an empirical comparison of supervised learning and algorithms from the proceedings of the 23rd International Conference on Machine Learning. All right, we're going to switch into unsupervised learning. It's a good thing that you were paying very close attention to the explanation of supervised learning above. Imagine that the humans, or in some case, the vast collection of humans labeling training sets, just stopped doing that. Within the unsupervised learning world, the classification within the machine learning problem space is going to be handled differently. Labeling and the creation of classification has to be a part of the modeling methodology. This topic always makes me think of the wonderful time capsule of a technology show about startups called Silicon Valley. It ran from 2014 to 2019 and was broadcast on HBO. They had an algorithm explained at one point as being able to principally identify food as hot dog or not hot dog. That's it. The model could only classify one task. It was not capable of correctly identifying all food, as that is a really complex task. Trying to use unsupervised learning, for example, based on tags and other information identifying different types of food in photography photographs is something that people have certainly done with unsupervised learning approaches. Um, I'm sharing only one paper about this approach, and it's from 2001. Unsupervised Learning by Probabilistic Latent Semantic Analysis in the Machine Learning Journal. Semi-supervised learning. All three of these different types of learning, supervised, unsupervised, and semi-supervised, are related. They are different methods of attacking a problem space related to learning as a part of the broader landscape of machine learning. You can imagine that people... Wanted to try to create a hybrid model with a limited set of labeled data is used to help begin the modeling process. That is the essence of the process of building out a semi-supervised learning approach. I'm sharing three different academic papers related to this topic that will cover a literature review, a book about it, and a more advanced topic of of pseudo-labeling. From 2005, Semi-Supervised Learning Literature Review Survey. From 2009, semi-supervised learning from the IEEE transactions on neural networks. 2013, pseudo-label data, the simple and efficient semi-supervised learning method for deep neural networks in the in workshop on challenges in representing learning, ICML, again from 2013. The conclusion here is this lecture covered reinforcement learning with three types of supervised learning, you can spend a lot of time digging into academic articles and books related to these topics. Generally, I believe you will start to want to look at these use cases and direct your attention to highly specific examples of applied machine learning at this point. Fortunately, a lot of those papers exist and you won't be disappointed. What's next for the Window letter? Week 84, Neural Networks. Week 85, Neuroscience. Week 86, Ethics, Fairness, Bias, and Privacy. Week 87, MLOps. Week 88, The Future of Publishing. I'll try to keep the what's next list forward-looking with at least five weeks of posts and planning or review. If you enjoyed this content, then please take a moment and share it with a friend. If you are new to the Lindahl Letter, then please consider subscribing. New editions arrive every Friday. Thank you, and enjoy the week ahead.